Is it for real? We used to love it, then we watch it now. We don't know if we like it. Is it for real? You are listening to Is, is, it? is it For Real? For real. real. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Every time okay, should be I different. Think, Every time. Yeah. <laughs> and it guaranteed will be. Uh, you are listening to Is It For Real? This is Philip. And Katie. And Bridget. Nice. And the episode that you're listening to is the wonderful movie Clue. Clue. Based get, on the board game. Get a clue, guys. Uh, and we had this one recommended by one person, right? It was, by it wasn't, one this person. Wasn't a, okay. So no, I, I yes. just didn't want to um, make sure I had the credit. Well, there were two people. I, I want to give a shout out to Jeff, who also recommended this. But okay. We're going to give the the award to somebody else. Yeah. Yes. I believe Baltazar B uh, was who... What a has, name. Yep. Balto B. Ha- has been recommending... Balto B has been From recommending... From Baltimore? This. Yes. Not anymore. No, not anymore. <laughs> uh, Sage, listen, our bonus section of this episode includes his social security number. Yeah, um, just, I realized yeah. that maybe he doesn't want all that information. I didn't give too much information. I think it's fine. Um, yeah, but he has been recommending this movie, I think, um, since our, our good old Does It Hold Up days. Like, it's been a while. So yeah, it's been a true. long time coming. Um, so, yeah. Should we hear what he so, said? Yeah. Yeah, let's, yeah, we're going to hear a little why it's important to him and then a little recap from Balto B. And yeah, then we're going to get into it. Yeah, so take it away, Balto B. Clue has got to be one of my all-time favorite movies. It is like my family's holiday movie. When we get together in the winter for the holidays, Clue gets put on the TV and it pretty much never gets taken off the TV. Uh, and I remember every single like family night we had growing up, was pretty much watching Clue, playing Monopoly against my mom, because that's the only freaking game she knows how to play. Um, and and just like, honestly, like just quoting it constantly in the background. Uh, and from what I remember, and I remember it quite well, uh, you know, it's the classic whodunit story in New England, which I thought was England for a long time when I was growing up. I was like, what's New England? Oh, why don't they have British accents? Um, but they, you know, arrive one by one under the aliases of their different um, color-coded names. Uh, and what unfolds is Mr. Body's plot to, you know, figure out who's been blackmailing who and who's trying to silence the blackmailers uh, until we get to, you know, a potpourri of endings where you could pick your, pick your favorite flavor or just let it unfold in front of you like we always did to watch every single one. Uh, and the reason I wanted... Is it for real to cover Clue is because I feel like there's so much content there. It's so universally known. I mean, so many people can connect to Clue for one reason or another. Uh, and I I want to explore a little bit more about like whether or not it really holds up when you bring it back under uh, a critical audience, because that is far from who I am when I'm watching Clue. I will always remember, you know, being a little gay boy and hearing Mr. Green be like, oh, yeah, you know, because I'm a homosexual. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, look at this representation. And then at the end, right, as I'm getting older, I realize like that almost becomes a butt of a joke when Mr. Green's like, I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. And I was like, wait, what the hell? That wasn't actually cool at all. So who knows? Who knows what parts hold up? All I know is that it's destined to be pale and tragic like Miss White. Nice, nice, yeah. nice, nice. What a wonderful summary 
and um, window into Christmases at Balto B's house. Balto B's house. What a lovely I, little buttery voice he has. Agreed. I will say it's a crime that they play the worst board game in the world, Monopoly, instead of just playing Clue, I, which is actually a, a decent game. That's uh. true. So is this the the only, well, no, it's not. Juma, no, Jumanji's not a game. What, is this the only <laughs> it's movie? It's a very game. Uh, no, there's Battleship. There, okay. it, there's, there's a long like list. Super hungry, Mario hungry hippos. None of them are good. Um, yeah, I guess actually I'm thinking there's so many video games, but that doesn't count. I guess board right. games. Operation. There was an improv show called Trivial Pursuit. I remember that, and it starred you and I, Katie, and it was a good <laughs> improv show. <laughs> Thanks for true. bringing it up. No problem. A little catch plug. Us, uh, <laughs> nowhere soon, but hopefully yep. <laughs> someday in the future. Um. Well, should we go into our levels, our clue levels? Sure. Yeah. Um. I have definitely seen this movie multiple times and maybe, I don't know, it, I'm really intrigued and interested to do this, uh, this podcast because I worry that I'm a little bit like Balto B in, in not so critical of I. I tried to be a critical eye in watching this, but um, I, I just remember loving this film as a kid. I think it was on Comedy Central a lot. I think Comedy Central used to play it a lot. So I've seen it many times, but I probably haven't seen it in about like wow. Which makes your so, level what? Good point. I was just, <laughs> I forgot what we do in this podcast. All right. I am going to give myself um, a, uh, uh, a miss, a scarlet, a scarlet. Um, yeah. A scarlet level in that like, she is a very integral part of the movie and she's like the first, she's the first like fake plot um, and I'm like, I'm at least that deep into this movie to be like one, one of the fake plots. Huh. Uh, well, I don't actually believe I've seen the movie. Mm. Whoa. I thought I had, I, I thought I had imagined I saw it, but I don't think I ever had cause I don't remember any of it. Oh. Um, I've seen pictures of it. <laughs> I've seen like maybe clips of it, but I've never seen the whole thing. And I respect Balto B so much and everybody else who loves this movie and I understand why they do but I just don't I just don't know if I love it so anyway that's for later Bridget I know but I didn't didn't say it was for real I just said I did anyway okay I'm gonna say my level is um tiny envelope level because um one of my favorite things about playing Clue was that my game had this like tiny envelope that you would put the person, the location, and the weapon in, and then, like, you couldn't open that tiny envelope until the end of the game. Ugh, and I just, I love the game clue, and I love that tiny envelope, and I was wondering, where is there a tiny envelope in this movie? Good question. Yeah, they all got an invitation in an envelope. That's true. Uh, oh, that's yeah. true. So, yeah, my level, I used to watch this movie all the time. I used to play Clue a bunch, like, whenever we were over at people's houses uh really enjoyed the game uh yeah it's i think i watched it on tv a bunch um just because i'm forgetting like a lot of like the beginning which always means Mm -hmm. that i always caught it on tv right but i also think we had like a vhs tape of it or something i will put my level as um communism level because communism is a red herring i just love like agatha christie books and all the whole idea of a red herring and all that kind of fun stuff so yeah i i know this movie well 
I, I do want to add a caveat to my descriptive level in that I actually have never played the game Clue. So, okay. yeah, so, so much. The game so is great. Yeah, so like me yeah. plus Bridget equals Phil in this is what it seems like. But my knowledge of the game comes from the movie. Like I, I assume somebody, the, the wrench is part of it and the gun and the candlestick. I, I just assume that that's part of the game. Given like, 30 seconds, how do you think the game is played, Katie? Okay, well, I think there's a little envelope. Uh, I think people get envelopes <laughs> and- Not everyone, uh, there's just one It's envelope. like the Oscars, yeah. Yeah, right, right, right. And I think maybe like you you get it and like you, you know who, like kind of like games like The Thing or Aliens or whatever where you, you know, there's one person that um, is the killer and maybe it changes each time, but that person knows, kind of like a murder mystery. And then you have to like go around the board and like figure out who, what room, like it was in the basement, Mrs. White with the candlestick. I, I know that because people say yeah. that stuff so much. Like yeah. that's such a trope of like, oh, it was, you know, whatever, like if there's a mystery, but like, um, that, is that kind of how you play it? That part's right, except uh, no one knows and no, oh. there's no one who's the killer. It's everyone's trying to discover it. Yeah. Uh, oh, you may so be the not... murderer, you may not know. So it's not a role play game. No. Mm, no. Oh, you, I thought people like I was Miss Scarlet and like you are, you are. just by pawn though. You're just you're just a little kid who really likes the color green but chooses red because you wanna you wanna be Miss Scarlet the, but you wish your, your color was green. But it, that it did come with full on outfits though. You would that have is to dress true. up and, yeah. Well, I don't know if you're joking uh, or not. But I <laughs> I but does that mean that by the end of the game if I'm Miss Scarlet, if I chose to be Miss Scarlet, I could have been the killer. Like we're yes. all, fi- we all find out that I'm the killer. Yes. You get to murder the loser of the game. That's with true. Whatever weapon. Again, yeah. I, again, I just don't know if this is real. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to okay. let you guys guide us through this movie. Since okay. you're both experts. So, and I'm going to just interject and try to be positive. Okay. So the setting is a New England house. Very ominous. Uh, no, it's, uh, so we get our, Butler is our first character and we get a dog poop gag right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. And, and basically it's Tim Curry being Tim Curry. I just assume this is how he acts uh, at yes. home. But, so they're fact, all smelling their feet. Sorry. They're all smelling. Everybody's smelling their feet. That's the poop. Of, like, right. the dog. Yeah. But the poop is on Tim Curry's shoe. Yeah. But fun fact that he was indeed the third choice for yeah, this role. I and I don't know the first person, but the second person was Rowan Atkins, like Mr. Bean, which makes sense. I was like, all right, that he probably, I think he probably would have done a real good job. Yeah. Though Tim Curry's fantastic. I, I mean, yeah, I just always picture Tim Curry, but I, I do think Rowan, Ax, or Rowan Atkinson would have done a great job as well. Yeah. And yeah, so everyone starts arriving there. All their cars are in line with who they are. So the yes. color of the car matches. Oh, definitely missed that. I was so disappointed that their clothing didn't match who they were. That's what I didn't understand. Like, why wasn't Colonel Mustard wearing a mustard outfit? And why wasn't Mrs. White wearing a white outfit? She was wearing a black outfit. Colonel Mustard did come in and he had like a mustard colored jacket that he immediately took off. But Ooh, the rest of them are not. Oh, Professor I agree. Plum. Yeah. Professor Plum, Miss Scarlet. She was the one that I was like the most confused about because in the board game, the Miss Scarlet is always this like booksum, like, like flapper looking lady. And this woman like was more like 80s, like moonlighting to me. 
Fun fact. Uh, so Miss Scarlet was originally supposed to be Carrie Fisher. And right. um, I don't know, Phil, if you did a deep dive into this, but like Carrie Fisher at the time was in rehab. And apparently right. like, convinced... and like one week before, I think. Or yeah. Like and like convinced the director, like, no, no, it'll be fine. Like, they'll let me get out in the afternoon. I'll be on set. It's great. And like the director was saying, like, everybody on set also thought this was a great idea. Like all the DPs were like, yeah, that makes sense. And then he right. kind of realized that basically everybody was doing good. Like <laughs> everybody was just like not with it at all. And he- On and the set it, of this movie? Yeah, oh, that makes I think sense. like I think in Hollywood, you know, and he well, it was nineteen eighty five, right? It exactly, was, it wasn't. Yeah. So then, is it Leslie and what's him, um, the person that's cast is kind of the second? I can see in in reading that as like I guess I can definitely see how this part was written for Carrie Fisher, but I think she does a great job. I really like her. I really like Miss. I I'm convinced through the whole movie that it is Susan Sarandon. It looks so uh-huh. much like her. Like mm-hmm. literally until yeah. like right now when I just like double checked it, uh, I thought it was Susan Sarandon through the whole movie. And it's crazy because Susan Sarandon and Tim Curry were in Rocky Horror Picture Show together. So it's weird. Uh-huh. It's like you're trained to see them together. Yeah, she looks maybe like that's, exactly like her. Maybe that's the connection. But yeah, I, I li- through the whole movie, I literally thought it was her. She one other exactly thing like this movie reminded, she does look like Susan Sarandon. But one other thing this movie reminded me of was like, as an improviser, I've always felt like I know a lot about pop culture. And I think what I do know is I know depth about a few things, but I know just enough to do an improv scene about yeah. the majority of things. Yeah. And that is like my knowledge of this movie. And now mm-hmm. I'm just like, what? Like, and then I realized the same thing about Rocky Horror Picture Show because it was like, but Tim Curry and Rocky Horror. And I was like, I don't, I don't really know that movie either. Uh, yeah. I know what you mean. I, I know the time more. Yeah. Well, I can see, I can tell you about Harry Potter. Yeah, I know, I know. Potter? Uh, <laughs> Harry Potter, I can tell you about Harry Potter. <laughs> Let me tell you what this guy named Harry Potter. I grew up with Harry Potter, okay? <laughs> he was the bestest stick ball on our block. And by stick, I mean wand. Oh, or Quidditch broom. Quidditch broom. broom. That's see? what I mean. That's see? what I mean. But that's the depth of my knowledge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I So que- question for the plot. Um, we get introduced to all these characters and then we're introduced to somebody named Mr. Body, which is spelled uh, B-O-D-D-Y. Uh, which is, yeah, I know. Yes. Agreed. That character is not in the game, right? This is no. a device. This is a movie device. I never it, heard of that character. Okay. It's literally, I think, just like the body. You, you. There oh. might have even been a piece in the game of like the body was found in oh, this room, of or, or okay. you know, Mr. Body. But the game, or you have to find clue, out. Yeah, the game clue is not about like blackmail. No. No, okay. it's literally and, a deduction game where you're just like, okay, I know it's not this person. I know it's not that room. I know it, and you're. So the body is not all like a guilty party. It's like because a random. <clears throat> you get cards dead. at the beginning of Clue, right? And like I may have a card that says Miss White, so I know she's not in that little envelope. So you may be asking me questions like yes or no questions, like oh well, was it you know Miss White in the conservatory? And I could be like mm-hmm. you know, and then you're trying. Okay. You have like a little score sheet. You're deducing things. I see. So the way that Clue, yeah. the way these movie makers tied it all together is like they had to get the, the reason for all these people to be in the same place. And they did, they said, like, there's a blackmailer. Like, that's what the Mr. Body is. And- if it was explained that way, it would have made a lot of sense to me because the exposition that went along with that was at least three hours long. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, they, they could have scaled it down a little bit. That's for sure. There was there were some points. And I will say the other 
Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, he's a famous musician, right? (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) You Um, go ahead. I I'm standing firm in my go ahead, Katie. Katie's one of you uh, is the murderer, and you're gonna have to find out. But I'm not gonna tell you till the end. I um he's a famous musician, right? The actor that plays Mr. Body, like Ving. He's like the lead singer for some band, and I think that That could be. Yeah, it's like the big Ugh. deal that they wanted him. And it, you can kind of tell. It's like, this guy doesn't look like anybody else. His hair slicked back. It, he's in like a different movie. It, yeah, yes. Yeah. He should be like the villain in Kindergarten Cop. Spoiler yeah. alert. I hate Mr. Body. Like, yeah. Uh, uh, he's, yeah. He's terrible. Uh, what, what I was going to say is that the other thing for the board game is sort of the, not so much layout of the, the house, but all the different rooms that are in there. And then there's secret passages that go back and forth. That yeah. is definitely a thing. I did love that. I did love the secret. The secret passages by far are cooler in the movie than they are in the board game. Because in the board game, you're just like, I'm in a secret passage. And then you pick up your pawn and move it. So I did, I did really like that a lot. So yeah, anyways, we get the arrival of all the guests. We, uh, I guess our first little social commentary, is it for real, is we have uh, the butt grab from uh, Professor Plum to Miss Scarlet. It was like oh. right as she's coming in and it was just really, Ooh, you know. I think I missed it. Yikes. There's so oh, many yeah. grabbings and oggling's. They're just oggling was, that Yvette the whole time. And Yeah, there yeah. was a bunch of, uh, <laughs> but no, it was, <laughs> that's not what I'm supposed to take away from that. I, I get, but no, it was at the, but at the beginning, yeah, he's like, oh, let me open the door for you. And then immediately like just grabs her ass. Uh, I mean, he's supposed to be this cad and this awful person, but. I have a fun um, Yvette fact that, uh, and now I can't remember the other actress, but like that was like a very coveted role. Like I think. Madonna um, wanted it. Uh, Jay, Sonia Lee. What's the three named actress? For Jason <laughs> like, Lee? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, the woman that played Yvette, whose name I actually don't even know, like wore a French maid's outfit to the audition and got it. But yeah, that of was like. Of course she did. What, what little I know about like Hollywood or acting auditions, I would imagine like for a role like that, 30 people would do that and 30 people would not do yeah, that Yeah, I know. The uh, other person oh. is Demi Moore. Demi Moore was also Yvette awesome. has definitely uh, changed. I I wow. Know. I mean, I just, I, look, Colleen I'm all Camp. about positive body, body positivity, but when I Googled Colleen Camp, the image that came up surprised me. And to be, and we, you know, we're fast forwarding a little bit, but she drops the French accent at some point. Like that's just a total, right? Right. Like, yes. The, like she's just pretending because she's ultimately one of Miss Scarlet's like, um, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so, so then she's not French. So she's just pretending to be French the whole time. Right? Uh, I or guess does the so. actress or, accidentally drop the accent? I could definitely believe that. I mean, yeah. she got the role for just wearing a rented French maid's <laughs> costume. So I don't think that they were really going for her acting chops. Yeah, good call. Um, and, and, yeah, her name is Colleen Camp, and I don't, I don't know what else she's in. But. Fun fact, uh, what she was in was a Bush Gardens show about birds uh, when oh. she was in college, and she trained macaws. Oh, my God. I should have done so. a deeper dive. You know, now that I'm looking at her Wikipedia page, I don't see clue on it. Is it the right person? Are we looking at the right person? I think so. It's a different French maid. Oh, man. Oh, God. (sighs) Anyways, while while you guys look up that, I will say I actually had a... uh, a real guffaw. I mean, this this is a mystery, but it's also a farce. And just the the soup sipping got me. I chuckled as they sort of did a round of different types of soup sipping. 
I, I it's a enjoyed dumb joke, that. but it got me. I enjoyed that as well. This is at um, the dinner table when they were eating yeah, monkey they, brains. Yeah, so everyone, everyone arrives and they shuffle them into dinner, which goes by like super fast, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Yeah. I even forgot that part. And then you're kind of like, are they poisoning them? You know what I mean? Like, it's all kind of, yikes. These people are really like trusting somebody that brought them there. I guess they forced them in a car. That was kind of the other note I had. It's like, how do they actually get them to come? Like, nobody wants to be here. But then I guess later you're like, oh, they're being blackmailed. Like, I guess some of them had to travel from very well. They all had to travel from far away. From DC. Yeah, because they're all all DC. They all drove from DC to like north of Boston, I guess. Yeah, Yeah. it's kind of nuts. Eight hours. I didn't remember how DC centric it is, but I guess it's all about like American, like anti-communism, like conspiracy stuff. So yeah, I will. I will do a shout out to Balto B in the fact that we also basically made a, a journey from the DC metro area <laughs> to true. New England, yep. uh, drove up, spent like two nights there and then drove back the next day. And it was an we, amazing trip. It, it was, was awesome. so fun. Uh, we went to Vermont and we literally spent more time in the car than outside of the car in a 72 yeah. hour period. But um, was that great. was one it's of a, the most it's fun, a fun drive though. Yeah, it was one of the yeah. most fun trips I've had. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. Um, so, yeah. Back well, to the movie. Thanks for Back inviting to the movie. me, you guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Next you- time, for sure. <laughs> Glad you had a good time. Um, so, somebody may have thought the cook uh, was Kathy Bates in this house, but it turned out not to be Kathy oh, Bates. No. I did not think that. Is the cook a character in the board game? Uh, I want to say kitchen, no. No, the but kitchen the kitchen is. is a place in the board game, and that's And there's a passageway that goes yeah. to the kitchen to... Yeah. I forget yeah. where. Because I do like at the, whenever it's revealed, it's like, you know, you thought you were the only people involved in being black mayor, but it's like everybody, it's like a vet, it's, the, it's right. the cook. And that's pretty cool. Like it is, I just, I really do love about this movie how much there's like, ah, ha, ha, ha. Like, yeah. <laughs> fun reveals. I mean, definitely like tongue in cheek, ah, ha, ha, ha. But I, yes, I also exactly. loved it. But so, like, I don't, I don't ahead. know where we are, but like at what, what point does, I guess, well, no, we're not at the murder yet, so never mind. So we finish, we finish dinner. Everyone goes to the study to have a little cognac, and mm-hmm. then they, Mr. Body comes in and does his little speech, and he just cannot act. Oh, my God. Um, and He's then he, yeah. he gives out presents that are, like, these different weapons, and then he's basically like, you need to kill... Um, the butler because he's the person who's orchestrated right. all of this truly and which is just a dumb plan yeah I, the whole thing, I did yeah. love I did love that little moment with the gifts of all the things because as a board game fan I was like excited <laughs> as each <laughs> gift was opened to see all yeah. the different tools and then remembering that like a rope is just like a terrible gift. I mean, if you want to murder somebody quickly I mean, in none the dark. Of them are great gifts. Well, yeah, but you can like hit somebody over the head <laughs> with a wrench and a lead pipe or a gun. Like when you get like giving somebody a gun versus a lead pipe is kind of like, well. I mean, I do. I was actually thinking about that, how they set it up because like Scar- Miss Scarlet first gets a candlestick, right? And she's like, a candlestick? What's, the-? you know, it's like it kind of, and then as somebody that doesn't play, didn't play the game, you know, it was like, yeah, what is that? And then it's like slowly revealed, like, oh, these are all weapons. Um, what is it? A re- is it a wrench? Or wrench. What is- wrench. It's yeah. a wrench. wrench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blunt trauma was big in the eighties, I think. No kidding. But Jeez. it was the fifties. True. Right. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, so yeah, and so we have then the light. So another part of his plan 
is to give them all the things and then he's going to turn the light off and, you know, <laughs> let them do. And it's, it's, they must have blackout curtains because it is just completely dark. So dark. Yeah. So dark. And then we hear screams, a gunshot. Um, I'm sure there's stuff you can like pick out in there and figure it all out. I but. didn't hear the gunshot. I didn't understand. <laughs> oh, that's funny. You I did hear the screaming. It? I heard this, the maid screaming. I think that's what I focused on. Well, the maid That was later though. Later. Oh, crap. Oh, she screams it, after. After they see who died. It's poisoned, yeah. But so the lights oh. come back on and you're expecting the butler to be dead, but it's in fact it's Mr. Mr. Body. Body, who's kind of dead. Um, and yeah. <laughs> and I mean, and we can, we'll get to this eventually. I mean, it, the whole he's dead, he's not dead, Professor Plum uh, does a bad yeah. reading. I, I mean, I never cared if any of this made sense. It. It doesn't. Especially because I, it's Mr. I, I Body. I don't care. Yeah, yeah I, I don't, don't either. It, he I, was I do, breathing. I saw him breathing. I do almost well, wish they would have gotten to... Yeah, I, less body for sure. Just hold your um, breath. Yeah. Um, and then at that point... So it's fun. It's interesting because like, I think what they're doing too is like, well, Professor Plum reads it wrong, but like maybe maybe he's the murderer. Maybe that's why or whatever. And then like... And then Tim Curry goes and he stops that recording, which I have. It's like, keep recording it. You know, like, you know how he was like, you know, like they go, like he goes and he stops the tape or whatever in the other room, um, which I feel like makes the butler look suspicious because like, why are all of a sudden, you know, why not yeah. just keep yeah. recording? Like now you have a, how somebody's a murderer. So I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so we get, then we find out the cook has been killed. Yes. As they rush around. And we're going to get this out of order, I'm sure. Um, as we, because they run in, because Yvette screams because she thinks she's poisoned because she drank the cognac. Then they run to the kitchen. They find the dead uh, cook coming out of the closet. And I always just love a just dead body that's been propped up that just like slowly dead weight falls. Yeah. Isn't she in the, fr- the freezer or the refrigerator? Yeah. Yeah. I do like that. Yeah. It's like in Goonies, it happens all the time, and yeah, it does. That and uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, people are dropping like flies, um, except it's our main cast. Let's see. This and yeah, of course, this movie just made me want to experience a thunderstorm. <laughs> That's what I'd like to say. Yeah, having moved to Southern California, I don't get those. I know, I know, I know that because um, I live with somebody from California who acts like a Yorkshire Terrier during thunderstorms. <laughs> <laughs> like Brave and think. strong. Yeah, yeah, you would think. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> it's it's quite the shock every time it happens. I miss them, but then there was so much like New England thunderstorming in this. I was like, oh, yeah, it is kind of cool. Yeah. It's a cool setting. I, I was also noting that the house kind of looks like the house from Teen Witch. It's the kinda... the which which house? The, yeah, Teen... <laughs> yeah, Zelda's house. Zelda's. Yeah, <laughs> that's not her name. It's I not know Zelda. it's the actress's name. Um, <laughs> I, I also have a note here and I don't know where, I don't know what made me think of this. Maybe it was the cook falling off or something, but like, man, am I noting that my brain is being rewired for like social distancing and COVID stuff. Cause when I was watching this, I was like, these people are way too close. They don't have masks. Um, and They're squeezing through doors together. Just let someone oh, go first. Keep getting yeah. stuck in doors together. Exactly. And it had me think, like, I just, I kind of wonder when COVID will start being reflected in our media. You know, it's going to be so weird. Like, kids will be, like, you know, like, during the flu, or you're going to be able to see, like, what movie was filmed during World War II or whatever. And, like, 
um, yeah, like it's just, I, I think it's such like a before and after and it made me feel so weird that I was thinking that way. Um, so anyway. I watch everything that way now. I watched Hamilton this weekend, maybe more than once. And like, they're so close to each other and like King George is just spitting everywhere. And I'm like, oh my God, spit. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, but then the next note I have, and I'm not sure when this happened, but like, I do love that people are just starting to lose it. Like, Mr. Green, like, falls through that table, like, randomly, and, like, people are just screaming, and people, like, can't handle it, and it, it gets, it's pretty hilarious, especially Mrs. White. Yeah, and they have, yeah, Mrs. White is pretty hilarious. Her noises oh, yeah. and stuff like that are oh. just great. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I love all the recurred gags, like, people squeezing through doorways, or, and they keep, like, upping the ante on that when they go up a whole stairwell like that or i think it's what is it mr green's clumsiness love yeah. it you know just you know it's gonna happen and then mrs peacock screams yep yeah they're funny Who she's funny yeah, she's great as well um, is, this, is this the part now where they take all the weapons and lock them in the cabinet lock them in the cabinet and then they they decide to go split up which is always a great idea terrible idea classic classic yeah, and then they they split up in twos and then they don't even really keep to that it's really weird because they split up in twos so that one can keep an eye on the other which it i guess that kind of makes sense but, but then, somebody like, could just so easily murder that other person yeah i know it but then we would know sense. that it was that other person you would know because they didn't stay together yeah yeah but it's it's pretty suspicious if you split up and just happen yeah you come back one yeah totally yeah um, I do, when they're splitting up and, um, uh, the two, like Colonel Mustard and Professor Plum are like wanting to go with Yvette and then Mr. Green says, no, thank you. I remember thinking as a kid, like how hilarious that was. And then rewatching it, I'm like, oh, that's a gay joke. <laughs> that's why. I have to say that I love the whole choosing matches bit. I just, yeah. That scene was really delightful and very funny and like really like silly and I like how long it took and like it was just really like laborious like how they I were doing a, it and I have a note about that too that this movie really lets certain things breathe. It's interesting. Yeah, like yeah. that scene and it, there's not there's also not a ton of score. Like there is, but sometimes there's just like no music at all, which is pretty awesome. But yeah, yeah. I found that scene super relaxing and just uh it, it was great. It was just thoroughly yeah, great. I wasn't really into that. And again, I liked how like how close and awkward they were, like just staring at that process. Um, and then at what point does the driver, like that guy, that poor guy that comes in, um, and they have to huddle and like see if they're going to let him in to use the phone, which is like hilarious. Um, I just remember it kind of gave me chills again when he's on the phone. He's like, something we're going to, who could be boss? And it's like, oh, I don't know. It's so cool. Now, which one was his boss? Colonel Mustard. Colonel Mustard. Because he was his driver in the war. And then uh, Colonel Mustard was a war profiteer, which is terrible. <laughs> like, they really just like <laughs> brush over that. And, like, oh, whoa. Um, I think and, I missed all that. Yeah. Also, that his driver was horrible if he just accidentally drove. And this is one of my contenders for Dumber. So he accidentally got into an accident right in front of that house. Mm -hmm. Like, why was he there? Did he purposely drive and crash his car yeah, so he could I guess be there? That doesn't I make guess, any sense. I guess that is a question that, like, I wasn't sure if Mr. Body had arranged all of that or if that just coincidentally happened. But I did spend That's some like, time thinking about how 
car, driving a car in 1954 in the rain would probably be so dangerous. <laughs> yeah. He did just slip off the road and crash his car. Yeah, I guess. I yeah. Yeah, I, it seems suspicious. Suspicious. Well, he, but the reason that he's there is because of Mr. Body, right? Or no, is it just a total coincidence? I mean, it has to be coordinated. It just Because it the singing be. telegram girl is ultimately Professor Plum's patient. Like, I can buy that, because then you, you call up your it's singing tele- telegram <laughs> yeah. service, and you ask for the, your usual gal because um, she's just great at dancing on the doorstep. She drove up from you, D.C. <laughs> yep, uh-huh. <laughs> to do this singing telegram. Oh, my God. Although Wait, so I, was, she was a musician as well. Yeah, part uh, of the Go-Go's was, or something, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I do. I do you, rem- go ahead, go ahead. That's how you do it when you're a rock and roll star and you, you act in yes. something. You make it short and sweet and you get out of there before everyone can tell you can't. Yeah, but maybe she pull- can act because she did a great job. She probably can. I I remember even as a kid thinking like, yeah, that is about how long I want a singing telegram to last. And just like, <laughs> I am your singing telegram. Poof, it's part ah, of the song. Yep. That bullet is part of the song. Oh, completely agree. Completely agree. Uh, I'll tell you though that like during this whole like house searching part while this was happening between, like I, that legit scares me. I know it's supposed to be silly and cheesy, but like, I don't like that feeling. I don't like the thought that like somebody could jump out at any second or they're after each other. I think they did achieve like some real oh, yeah. suspense like, in there. When Miss Scarlet is like, when Colonel Muscler just pieces out and Miss Scarlet goes towards the curtain, you know, and you think someone's yeah. there. And then I actually have a question about that. Cause like what is ultimately there is a broken window and the wind is blowing in. Is that part of, was that a bullet? Like, did we ever figure out why that window is broken or is it just a random? Just random. It was red herring, if you will. Um, yeah. I mean, it's part of the movie, right? Clue. Like it's yeah. like everything you're looking at. Um, I, I have to say, I'm the, I love a great mystery and I love, murder mystery parties and stuff like that so yeah 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 being in a murder mystery party i like that i'm a fan of that yeah i do have a note that they like they really need to stop locking people in <laughs> like every guest they have come in they just lock lock them in the person knows it can you imagine how terrifying scary yeah oh my god they, they are really calm with it too like that cop is just like i've just been locked in a room you yeah. know yeah, I'm he's super not calm. very worried. Yeah, he's... Does he connect he, back to yes. something? He what was on the take from Mrs. Scarlet for her brothel. Like, God, he was, that's right. he was the cop that she was bribing. That's mm. right. But yeah, it's just like, but he's very, maybe because he's a dirty cop that he's just, I'm used to getting locked in rooms and it always seems to work out. Uh, you know, he's fine. Yeah. With it. Um, and then I've, the I've president totally calls... No, no. J. Edgar, Her- J. J. Edgar, J. Edgar Hoover, Hoover calls. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, and something about, yeah, they have a joke about him, too, about listening in or Which, something. Which, we'll sort of get into this later for the whole, like, is it for real, what things hold up and stuff like that. But, I mean, J. Edgar Hoover, I don't know how, but he was a cross-dresser, cross-dresser. right? Cross-dresser. Yeah, it was rumored that he was a cross-dresser. Yeah, I guess he probably was. I don't know. And an trans. awful human being. Yeah, like he, was he was the worst. Unrelated to his cross-dressing, uh, I'm sure. The was... joke they make is about him, like, listening in, right? Like, that he's just constantly just abusing his power and stuff, right? That's, that's that... his, was his, like, MO, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's the joke they made. Which, like, honestly, there are so many cross-dressing jokes about him that, like, I was, yeah, glad that it wasn't one of them, but yeah. 
Oh my God, I don't think I followed that at all. Yeah, he was the director of the FBI. Like, Not, the yeah, I know that, but I don't think I followed any of the cross-dressing jokes. There were none no, they, in this they, movie. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry, I, I, what I'm saying I'm, is like, making fun. I was like, oh my God, I missed it. No, just so many movies make fun of that. And that's like this okay. whole punchline, which is frustrating. And I was expecting it out of Clue, but I don't, hmm. I don't think they do it. And my connection for that was that how they have Mr. Green be yeah. a gay FBI agent and yes. then come back on it at the end. And then it's yeah. set in this time where, you know, whatever level, you know, Hoover was, it was you know, verboten, be gay, but yet yeah. he was this horrible person who also, you know, trust us. Who knows? Exactly. Gotcha. Um, all right. So we... I'm, my favorite oh, scene so, is maybe next. Sorry, I was just going to say go the, uh, the making out with dead people scene. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that... That was pretty great. I like they don't that even hide. Mr. Body's head is gushing blood. I love and they it. They don't even. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. And like, uh, I was like, which came first, Weekend at Bernie's or this movie? And then this movie, I think, right? Yeah. Inspired it. Yeah. Which I love the thoroughness and the commitment of holding up the body to the curtain. I know. And then have Mrs. Peacock's arms going through <laughs> it to grab the oh shoulder, my God. like to do a three-person. Oh, I love that. Uh, uh, it was... That was one of my favorite bits. I'm sick, yeah. I guess, but it was delightful. And then they just did a cop-out on the other guy, and they just threw some booze on him and had him be drunk and then dry-humped each other on the couch and be like, this will be distracted enough to, like, oh, shy yeah, away from right, the, right, that right. person who's just sitting there dead. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and probably also bleeding, because he was hit with a wrench, correct? That's, on his but head. he had a hat on. I can't oh, yeah, remember I guess so. now. I can't remember. Or it was a lead pipe or wrench, I think. Because I think the cop was killed with what, whatever it wasn't that. Um, right. Yeah. I think a, oh, they're both terrible. So in the board game, multiple, it's not six people that die. Like, it's just one. That's a, just yeah. one. Okay. One person, one weapon, one room. That makes sense. So, yeah, we get... We also get... Uh, so we're going to have the cop that's about to die, and then we also get the maid that gets strangled. Oh, God, that's Broke. right. And then it's like, and oh, it's you. It's you. So who was I, it? I've got a question. I mean, it was Mrs. White. Uh, is that what happens at the end? Because the last one is the real one, right? That's how I no, always they're all it, yeah. real. Well, the last one's just like, but this, this is how it, it could have happened like this or this. But it really happened. But my understanding was that when the movie came out, you only saw one. That's true. And that's, I think, why it was a little bit of a flop. Um, But but their idea was that people would go back to see it over and over, and they just didn't. Didn't work. But But you were at the same movie theater. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome for VHS. I mean, yeah. that is, what a crazy premise, right? To come out with a movie. Has that ever done, been done before? That like, like you know, you have like four different, is it three different endings, I guess? Three. I think, I think the there was originally a fourth. effect with Ashton Kutcher did that. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, God. <laughs> uh, uh, but no, I, I always, I never saw it in the theater. I only saw it at home. And so I only know the... This happened, this happened. Me too. But this is what really happened. So I have always believed that the final <laughs> one was the real thing. And the other ones were just sort of... Yeah, me lies. too. And they like freeze frame on it too. It just seemed... And then, you know, the conclusion of the last one is they're all guilty. It just seems like the last one is like more grand. We're going to talk about this, but like... Or maybe we are there. But like, why... Like, um, the first two are the women. It's interesting, right? So it's like the women are the, the, the murderers. Yeah. And then... 
wasn't it Miss Scarlet and then Miss Peacock? Yeah. Miss Pe- Peacock slash Miss White. And then it was like all of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fun fact is Women actually killers, not that man. fun. <laughs> but Miss um, Peacock, I think I was reading Christopher Lloyd was saying that like that actress, I think was also um, recently like recovering either from alcoholism or something. So he was saying that like, she was like really like working hard during the movie to kind of like, keep it together. I really loved her performance. I think I could tell by the awesome. way she had that hat in her face the whole time. Yeah. I actually <laughs> loved that bit. That was really fun. Uh, she's so great. I mean, everyone except Mr. Body does a great job. I mean, the cop, the cook, I'll even say the maid, and the motorist all do a serviceable job. But everyone else is fantastic. Yeah, agreed. Just incredible. Like all the main people. I was just going to say, what's funny about this movie is that it's also a play, right? The jokes. But is it it, it a play before or after the movie? I don't know. Well, actually, I know it's a play because my roommate was in it and played Miss Scarlet. So while we all watched this together, she could... And so the play that they did in their high school was the script from the movie, like exactly, (laughs) Uh, which was amazing. Very much like Hamlet too. Yeah, it's a musical. Yeah, 1995. So that came out 10 years after this. And uh, that's, that's what I think of when I think about this, but I've actually never seen it. I've just used scenes of it in my theater oh, classes with my students. But like had no, yeah, had no like relevance or context or anything. So it's interesting you say that. So I, my understanding, whatever movie, whatever uh, play they did, um, my roommate's high school in Virginia, uh, wasn't a musical. It was just like the script of the movie. But as I'm watching this movie, I was like, this movie is a play. Like they basically dance during it. You know, they're like from one to another. And like, it just feels like such like a musical. So I'm well, happy to hear. It feels a lot like that particular style, like um, Noises Off or like these sort of like upstairs, downstairs. Totally. Backstage, on stage kind of things yeah. where you're like. Yeah, I think it, it was supposed to be based on like My Girl Friday, the sort of like banter was that, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. My couchmate Nora L several times says, "This seems like a play. This yeah, must totally. be a play." Yeah, it's yeah. definitely very theatrical in the way that it is acted and performed, and it's even it's even very it. yeah. like two dimensional that way, in that you're like looking at a stage, you know, so to speak, the way it's acted out. Um, so yeah, I guess we are. Uh, to the point of the movie where they start going into like how it was done and all the different recreations of it, which are just funny and madcap and sort of sprinting around the house and a lot of oh, physical yeah. comedy, which was amazing. And I would say just anytime a body is dropped or a person's dropped also just makes me chuckle. Uh, it's so funny. Tim Curry. So I was reading that Tim Curry actually had to be hospitalized for exhaustion wow. after filming these because he just went go 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 i think they were like up for hours and hours and he was just running around cocaine like a lunatic yeah probably yeah exactly when people like exhaustion, for cocaine yeah. is exhaustion mean cocaine Air quotes, exhaustion yeah <laughs> is that yep. what it is i mean for real when probably right in the context of the 1985 movie clue it is 100% <laughs> yeah cocaine. i think any actor oh, from 1985 man. who was hospitalized for exhaustion was doing a lot of coke <laughs> yeah. that's probably 100% right i'm just realizing <laughs> that and i just learned it like 24 hours ago so what a mind blow get it mind blow uh, i get yeah. it uh, <laughs> um yeah uh so we of course get i mean a lot of the jokes in this are just repetition jokes, which are great. 
Uh, and then because they're redoing this all in here, we get a bunch of the red repetitions of like just the red herring. Um, the chandelier. The chandelier. Yeah. Bodies being dropped, like I said. Um, we get a scene with bullet math, which I always love of just counting. Oh yeah, that's right. I like that too. Yeah, I like that one. I was um, also reading about the chandelier that, uh, now I'm going to get this wrong, but the director, there had been like a terrible like death or like injury based on like a prop mishap um, not too, not too um, long before this movie was filmed. So he, the director was like uh, very hesitant to have the chandelier fall close to the actors. And he said in retrospect and looking at it, it really should have been a lot closer, but it wasn't. So it does kind of look odd. Like, yeah, it doesn't look like like it's anywhere near him. It's not. So it's more of like the noise gag. Like they're surprised by the noise, but I think originally in the script, it was supposed to like almost hit them, but it's like kind of clearly far, but that's, that's why. And he said like, I was never bothered by that. No, me neither. I actually think it's funnier that it's really just them yeah. just being totally on edge and freaking out. Well, now that you said yeah. that, now it makes sense, but yeah, it didn't, didn't register just watching it. Yeah. Uh, we get, um, who is the guy who's like the leader of the FBI that storms in, who's also like the Jehovah's Witness? Oh, Wasn't yeah. he in like some- Wasn't he Bill and Ted's or- I swore it was the principal from- No, Bill and- Oh, oh I, no, I, he was from Head of the I Class, I literally get, right? yeah, there you go. Because I also from get this the class. guy and yeah. George Carlin mixed up. Oh yeah, he does um, look like George Carlin. Oh, I enjoyed like jo- the Jehovah's Witness joke. With but yeah, um, from Head of the Class, which yeah. is also a board game that I would play oh. at going over to people's houses. Oh my gosh, I had that game too. It was like it was like shoots and ladders without the 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 shoot. Does that kind of like you had to like climb up? You moved up well, the. It was like rows of desk chairs. Yes. And you had to like answer it to progress forward. <laughs> I but, haven't thought about yeah, I... that in it like <laughs> almost like 30 years. Like that's. We're starting a board game, po- board game podcast. I yeah. loved the head of the glass board. Or the head of the glass. Head of the glass yeah. is dangerous. Head of the glass. Head of the class. Uh, I love all. I love that. Except oh my gosh. Monopoly. Uh, yeah, so we, yeah, it's, it's great. We get a bunch of running around. I mean, anything else for the movie or can we move into our, the end game, if you will? I think let's move. Yeah, we can move. Okay, um, so HBDs. Are we, are we doing HBDs or questions, which is? Oh, I guess questions, questions, questions. I always, I always jump the gun. Yeah. If you will. I, yeah, um, I have a question that just came in and I, I think I understand what my, what my um, movie watching mates are doing upstairs because the question is, which of the clue characters, this question comes from Annie ICU. Okay. And the question is, which of the clue characters would win the Great British Bake Off? Oh, well, I haven't that. Oh. Mrs. Peacock. Yeah, but she's got weird taste. Like, monkey brain soup, Bridget. Yeah, but that's why. Because she's going to be like, at home, I spend time making monkey brain bread and with my family and friends. And like, she'll get the grandma award. Like, people will think she's really cute. But isn't that too niche? No. Um, yeah. Her no. flavor palette? I'm going to throw so. in a possible Tim Curry as kind of the lone Brit, right? Like, surely that would curry some favor. But he's not actually a butler or a cook. He's just a blackmailer. 
Um, well, so I mean, realistically, say... maybe the chef then, I mean, the cook. Although in this <laughs> movie, <laughs> but I would, but this is an interesting. But point she's also cooking monkey brains. But I don't think that cook is actually a cook, right? Just like a vet's not a yeah. maid. Is that cook a cook? Yeah, she it was. Cook Mrs. It was Mrs. It was Mrs. Peacock's cook. Yeah. Then probably yes, it would be her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but Phil, once did again, you want to? She... No, I was Go gonna ahead. say the the cook cooked weird stuff as well. Yeah, so I don't know. My, yeah, mine is going to be, uh, I guess, Mr. Body because he actually was a butler. But butlers oh, don't cook true. either. No. no, butlers butlers it's don't cook. Like he can probably shoes shine some shoes or something. Yeah. I don't know. Um, you know, Mr. Green seems very multi talented. Yeah, you know I, I, I mean? was leaning that way. I'm gonna say Mr. Green. I like I like that. He's cute. Yeah. He might. He is cute. He might. So yeah. I had one question from Nora L, and mm -hmm. she asked if we were actually supposed to be able to figure out the final real ending from the clues that were in the. That's a good question. That I don't too. Um, that is a really good question. I will. I have to say that after watching this movie. Annie made me watch Gosford Park. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that movie. I don't um, think so. With, it's uh, actually really good. I'd rec I for sure recommend it. But she's like, oh, it's like, and she was like, you need to pay attention because you can figure it out. And it made me think about Clue. It's like, if we had been paying attention, could we actually trace it back? And I, I don't know. Even when he's running around explaining it, I don't think I'm following what he's saying. My, my guess is no. I, it, I don't yeah, I think there's some things like you could probably figure out if there was a bullet left in the gun. Uh, also, never leave that to chance. Always assume there's a bullet in there. And yeah. uh, I'm sure you could go back and see who's missing in different scenes. But as for like who's the mastermind and who's the behind it, my guess is no. Yeah, I, I wouldn't think so. Just because it comes so quick. I mean, like cocaine. <laughs> like it's, it's explained on cocaine. <laughs> We see. This is what we're going to wrap it off. It's a good question, though. Yeah. Any other questions? No other questions on, on my end. If I mean, I... No, I don't have any. Yeah. So I guess now to the HBDs. Hummers, bombers, and dumbers. Where do we want to start? Let's end start on the high note. So okay. <laughs> dumbers? We, yeah. Are we going dumbers? Dumbers? Yeah, what's sure. dumb? I've got a dumber, but it's not okay. that... It's just because it's like plot. Like if it's like, if I was actually dissecting this as a detective, it's not because I don't like this part of the movie, but I, I will say there's a lot of times in this movie where people are like, like Miss, Miss Peacock, like it's like, well, you had the gun. It's like, yeah, but I put it down right as the, the lights went off or it's like, well, you had this, but like, yeah, but then I left it there and they're like, oh, okay. There's like a lot of like, oh, like we just believe you, but we're also accusing you of murder. And it, um, yeah. it totally doesn't make any sense, except it for sure works in the movie. So it'd be dumb if it was like Law and Order SVU, but for the movie Clue, I'm fine with it. Katie, you're doing a lot of rhyming tonight. I just want to point it out and I like it. Okay, good. <laughs> rhyming time. SVU, it had to be Clue. Um, my dumber is, I'm going to go back to the clothing um, of everyone. And I, it's just dumb that they, they're not wearing more colors that relate to their their names because like mrs peacock i get it she's like kind of eccentrically Looks dressed like a peacock. yeah yeah but like i'm thinking specifically of these cards we had with the board game where like miss peacock was blue mm. and miss white like i i liked those colors and i thought it was fun and i was like oh 
I think it would have like just made me really happy that they were all wearing the colors. The maid was like really to the nose and the cook was to the nose. So could they have just yeah. given them like some more to the nose costumes? I feel that they just did the check mark on the cars and were like, now we can do whatever we want to. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even see that part. Yeah. I don't know why. Was it was it, was it raining? Because it was it was in? raining. It was yeah. raining. Yeah. That's probably why I was thinking about wanting a thunderstorm. I'm I'm gonna stick with my original one that I mentioned earlier and gonna say it's the motorist the driver who wrecks his car and then comes in doesn't realize because he had to be invited to that house but he had he's knocking on it just so he can use the phone so it just doesn't make sense that he would have wrecked his car right there yeah him being there doesn't really add up it's like some the game or uh the adjustment bureau bullshit yeah um great movie but yeah it is it yeah um, so are we at, All right. uh, bummers? Bum- let's do bummers. Let's do bummers. I mean, my bummer really is the ending and Balto B, um, already touched on this. So like, I, I'm noticing a theme in, well, mm-hmm. I know I'm noticing in watching these movies, like with Roger Rabbit or now I can't remember the other one, but like when a movie is portraying a movie or portraying a time period that's like 30 years before you can get away with a lot of stuff right because you can get away with like yeah. misogyny and homophobia and a lot of these things that you're like well we're not commenting on what we think we're just portraying it as the time so like honestly for most of the movie like the the like gay jokes of the illusion to him being gay like i don't really have much of a problem with but like the because it's like whatever I don't know. It's not super offensive, but like the ending, I just remember as a kid, like thinking that was funny. And now I looked at it and like, Oh, the whole movie is building up to this joke of, Oh, thank God he's not gay. Or that, I don't know. I just was bummed, but bummed by the freeze frame on that line. And my, my thing is like, cause we're currently going to this with the sort of the, the, blackface thing and i think there's a lot of sort of recent ones where they're using blackface in the cut like with 30 rock it's like oh awful people are using blackface and that's like part of the joke and and sort of you know reassessing if that's okay to do it of course right now it it seems that no it's really not i think this is a good sort of example of i think what they were doing is like oh the fbi wouldn't hire a gay person because it's the 1950s and even though it was like oh he was competent person when you know yeah and was sort of like were they being trying to be like tongue-in-cheek of like we're only doing this sort of rewrite at the end of the, the movie because it was the 1950s and that was sort of the the joke or did Not they so want to just give audiences a relief I don't know. Yeah. I, I honestly, my my guess it was somewhere in the middle and yeah. because it sort of falls flat for us now I wonder if that's how sort of these jokes that they're sort of reevaluating from like five years ago, 10 years ago, if that's the way I also, I, don't know. I also wouldn't have so much of a problem with it if it wasn't the end of the whole movie. Right. Like if it was a throwaway uh, line, line yeah. yeah, if it was like five minutes before and he's like, I'm gonna go sleep with my wife. And you're like, oh shit. But it's or, like the whole end. Yeah. Or if it was like occurred in number two of the endings in the third totally. one, it's, he's yes. really actually gay. Yeah. And he says, I'm going to go have sex with my husband. Yeah. You know, because like, there wasn't like a whole lot of joking about it during the movie, right? It was just a little that bit. There was, There's like okay. allusions to it, but I, 
it never felt like um like crazy was... slander there is right. one point where like he sits down and everybody else of the other guys sit up and that really sucks. oh yeah oh, there's right. one where yeah. somebody moves away from him that and sucks. next to him that's that's, not, that's that's that is not cool and that's I, upsetting but the, at first when he said it i was like oh shit like i didn't know this was in this movie like yes okay great but then, yeah, the fact that it was just this, like, yeah. joke, it's... But or like, even at the time. There are certain things that don't, like, hold up with, like, the gay jokes in this movie. But the bummer for me is that if I were to watch it in, like, if they were to screen it in an interactive movie and it ends on that, I would have a hard time, like, standing up and applauding. Yeah. it's, like, the yeah. end of it. And right. And so that kind right. of thing. But, yeah. Yeah. Because I also felt like he was, because I'm still in my brain, he was the FBI agent all the time. Uh, and he was sort of figuring it all out. And in in that, he was gay. And it wasn't like a, but for the same time, he was, it wasn't like a ruse. And so like, he's not enamored with trying to pair up with the uh, French the maid. French yeah, yeah, so yeah. he's actually like processing through the case rather than like flirting. And, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know. So yeah, it's a giant bummer. <laughs> it really bummed me out. <laughs> That's my, that, that's my bummer. Yeah, that's definitely okay. my bummer too. But since you said that, um, my second bummer is, you know how I feel about the animals in any of these movies. These dogs, like why are they outside oh, in the thunderstorm yeah. with metal tied around their necks? And, about that. and then like that dog that's like a different dog is like a Doberman, like Dobermans, in that like yeah. upstairs room. I guess it was a downstairs. No, the atrium. The conservatory. the conservatory. Like banging against the thing. Like I didn't like that. That really bummed me out. I'm and, like, why? these poor dogs this is new england so it's like sure you're in like the fall and it's sort of miserable but it's eventually going to be like life-threatening miserable yeah you can't keep a dog out not not on a metal check that it was all upsetting agreed yeah my mine's sticking with the theme and just going with what i said earlier mr body i hate it just always pulls me out (laughs) of the movie his acting is just from a different movie Um, it doesn't even excuse it that he was a musician i just this always bothered me and it still bothers me his wardrobe is even from a different movie it's crazy it just doesn't fit it doesn't fit yeah well i don't know if i've ever been more excited to talk about a hummer um katie go on (laughs) madeline khan as mrs white is the Hummer of all Hummers. She is perfection. <laughs> I love her. There are certain actresses, I, I like like Gilda Radner, that like for some reason I feel like she's my grandmother or something. I'm like, I just love her. I miss her so much. And I, you know, it's so crazy. And when she has that rant about flames on the side of her head, I just remember watching that <laughs> oh, as a kid. No. Yes. That was a real like comedy mark as a kid because I remember watching yeah. it with friends and they were all kind of like chatting and like, no guys, like something's happening. <laughs> like... <laughs> This is happening. This is real. This is real, man. Like she's doing something because they they do something so smart. Like she goes off on this flame thing and then they just pivot. They all kind of like roll their eyes like, okay. And she just keeps talking. And I was reading that that was improvised and that every take was like better than the last of the flame. Flames, flames, flame. So anyway, (laughs) I could talk about it for days and that is just my home. I love that moment. We hadn't talked about that before, but that is very funny and it did make me laugh and I just, she just keeps saying it. Oh, yeah. That is a delight. Anger, flame. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I can, can, I'll go next. I mean, Mrs. White's noises were my Hummer, but Mm -hmm. I won't do it. But yeah, it's just every noise that 
came out of her was just uh. so hilarious. Uh, I'm going to go just with the physical comedy in this movie. Uh, it's specifically just all like the flops and just bodies falling. So many people must have gotten injured. And oh, yeah. I, I laughed every single time where there was just like, uh, especially with Tim Curry just shoving people around and like throwing him at the end. <laughs> I loved it as a kid. And I, you know, watching it the other night, I still loved it. So it's just very sort of farcical, but loved it. Not quite as much as Mrs. White's uh, noises, but it's yeah. still great. Uh, my hum. Um, the the unveiling of the weapons. Ooh. There is something very like that I loved. Oh, see, I wish the board game was more role play. I guess, but as a kid, when I played it a lot, I was saying like the tactile thing of putting the, the things in the envelope. But I loved those little teeny pieces. Yep. Like mm-hmm. they were so cool looking and the rope was the only one that wasn't metal. And it was like this like plastic and it was like teeny tiny little plastic rope. And then like the little candlestick and the wrench and like seeing them all. Um, I just loved like playing with them and like moving them around the board. And so um, the, with the, when that happened in the movie, I was like, oh, that's, that's so cool. Like that they're using the actual props. Um, however silly they are and how like, how much it, like weird in that. It, I thought it was. Yeah. I also no, feel like they were, they were in those like really intriguing like gift pack. It was like, like Edgar Allan Poe. It was like dark purple with a black bow. It was kind of cool. And it took me like halfway through the scene to realize that there were different sizes because mm-hmm. of course they would have to be because I was like they can't all fit out of that bag and then he started taking out smaller ones but yeah uh, so we go into well I do have a in real time thanks for all okay. of our listeners that are streaming this um, I have <laughs> a, a question um, from uh, Alyssa roommate which is how Tell her she's it's too late. In, it's too late. <laughs> in my, my phone. That is, what alternate ending would y'all create? Ooh. Interesting question. Um, I would create an ending in which the dogs um, are free <laughs> and they're like in the billiard room playing billiards, um, like having a great time eating sausages and uh, they're dry and there's a fire in the fireplace. Would they have um, eaten everyone else? Yeah, they eat all the dead bodies. Like that, they, they mur- no, I mean, the living people is where they just oh, yeah, yeah, run yeah. in the, the door, the sausages, murder everyone. The sausages are made of, the, of all the people. Yeah. And they're yeah. warm and they're cozy and they're listening to like a record and they're having a great... I think in a um, similar, in a resolving your bummer um, ending, I think I would create an ending in which um, Mr. Green ended up running off with like he maybe he's still an FBI agent but he he goes home with the guy from ahead of the class and um they later like all go skiing with Miss Scarlet because they become just like good pals and go and like see theater and stuff yeah I think that would be a good like friend group right there like I yeah. thought that all three of them were very of all the people in here they're the ones I would probably want to hang out with. Totally. Well, because I mean, Mrs. White's great, but she, in real life, she would be terrified. Yeah, she's fun to watch, but man, yeah. <laughs> you would she's not a pretty terrifying want to be, um, Yeah, I would want, in saying that, I, I think I would want it to take a turn and just turn into a completely different movie and have Mrs. White kill everyone. Yeah. And just, she goes, she's like this unstoppable, like Friday the 13th, killing machine or jason i I don't watch super scary movies i don't yeah like yeah chucky one of them and eh, not chucky i I I don't know know. i'm just naming scary movies but there's one like uh the big hockey mask guy who's just very he's unstoppable yeah 
Yeah. And I just think Mrs. White is equally unstoppable. Like she is going to murder whoever she wants to murder. So yeah, Mrs. White could easily be in like a, so I married an ax murderer kind of situation. Like if there was like a, yeah, if whatever sets up Mrs. White for a sequel, I'm down. Yeah. So yeah, that would, that would, that would be mine. Nice. Uh, okay. Now do we yeah. decide? Is it for real? Is it for real? Um, I can go first since go I have the least stake in this. The newbie. Yeah. yeah. I'm the newbie. You know, I, um, I still don't think I like this movie. I'm just going to say it. Okay. But I'm not going to say it's not for real. Um, and I think that's a testament to the, the integrity of this podcast is that uh, you don't have to like the movie for it to be for real. I see the joy that other people have in this yeah. film. We talked about that it has some problems. It's problematic. Um, but I, I think the comedy of it is really lovely. And I, it, it's not necessarily my favorite thing, but I get why people like it. So I'm going to say it's for real. Nice. Okay. Um, I'll go. So I have to confess, like I have the least amount of notes from this movie. And I have to say, as I was watching this, I was like, I don't even know what we're going to talk about because this movie is so good that I can't, (laughs) I like can't, I can't, I can't say anything about it. Like I was just like, this is, is this the best movie that there is is this the best movie of all times like so i just give it a resounding it's for real and there are little snippets on some homophobia and some uh misogyny that like you know aren't for real but like i just feel like it is such a net gain of a film um and the comedy and and probably just it's like a credit to the actors um besides mr body <laughs> uh that i yes i just i just would recommend this movie totally and i and but but i will say but that, so i i love this movie and i think it's for real uh, i all not as full-throated as you just did but i'm gonna say it is also for real um i thought it had some moments that sort of dragged in the middle because it, it just could have been made I think a little bit tighter. Um, I think that being said, it could be throw it on the background. We're all going over to Balto's for Christmas and it's going to be playing there. We're going to make him play Clue instead of Monopoly. And yeah. just with it in the background, I think it's 100%. This background, absolutely. Yeah. This is a great background then you can just, movie. <laughs> you like turn to it during like it's great scenes and stuff like that. I mean, I still think like watching it with people that like grew up on it would be great. I mean, my, my award is still, yes, for real. It's not the greatest and end all, but it, yeah, it's, it's a, <laughs> I love a murder mystery and yeah. this was definitely uh, 10 Little Indians all the way. So yeah, it's for real. Oh yeah, totally. And, yeah. It was... and of course, same with everything ever. It had snippets of, you know, some yeah. misogyny and homophobia that I think if they, if they like did one more ending, they could fix it. Wow. Three for reals. Yeah. Have we had that yet? Yeah. Oh, I think kidding. so. I need, I need to do a chart. Uh, I want to yeah, do Phillip, a chart. You're the chart guy. I'm a chart guy, so I'm gonna I'm gonna chart it out. I bet Nora L could help us chart some stuff. Oh, she yeah, could she chart. Would. She would be really too good at charting things. <laughs> I mean, not to downplay your charting, Philip, but Nora L. Is, I know she's she's an astrophysicist. She's, much, physicist, she's much better at yeah. I'm just revealing a lot of people's private information. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry. Uh, are you ready for your secrets? I'm gonna tell. Yeah. <laughs> That's a new oh part gosh. of the podcast, Katie and Philip. This is the blackmailing phase. 
That'd be I incredible. I my Bridget. I bet we um, would really up the viewership if that was a real part of this podcast. Yeah. I hope it would up the viewership and not the listenership because the viewership <laughs> for this podcast it's is very low. low. It's super it's, low. It's been standing strong at three. Speaking yeah. of our viewership, I do want to thank everyone uh, who responded on our Facebook Oh yeah, facebook.com slash is it for real uh we have like a whole bunch of awesome suggestions now and we're going to be reaching out to people um feel free to visit our facebook page though and and offer more suggestions there's yeah there's even movies that i keep thinking of that i'm like nobody said that yet but um you know bonus points if it's like not everybody's favorite i think that's kind of fun yeah yeah i love back to the future a lot of people have said that but like it's the best movie ever. I mean, I'm just saying, but maybe it's not. We don't know. There's also a lot of movies I think that have been have been talked about a lot. Like Back to the right. Future um, has has famously scenes that are not for real that are always like right. at the forefront of when people talk about if a movie uh, is for real or so. Right. Uh, are you ready for my song choice? Well, uh, do you want to talk about what we're each wearing? Oh yes. shoot, of course. Um, I. I can talk about um, what Bridget is wearing. Bridget, I have noticed um, throughout the podcast that you are wearing something <laughs> akin to the Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dream Coat with all of the colors of the characters just very prominently displayed as they should be. Thank you. Um, and it looks great. Thank you, Katie. Any dream will do. <laughs> well, I spent a lot of time sewing this past week since I knew we were doing this movie because I the colors were important to me. Quilting. It looks awesome. Thank you. Um, Philip, I was going to talk about what you're wearing. Um, starting at the head, I enjoy how you have like a blood splatter coming down from your head. Just I was just time. making out with someone. So I you know. know. <laughs> it was so good. It's just splattering off your head. And then, uh, th- is that chain mail? It's very intricate, but looking close, I can see that it is chain mail of pipes and wrenches and guns uh, yeah. and candlesticks, but not not uh rope um, no it would not would not fit just only metal it's really lovely very nice and katie i love yeah. your commitment yet um sort of non-commitment how you went full uh french maid on half of you <laughs> and then <laughs> butler like 1920s butler on the the other side of you and you're doing like you keep switching yep. sides and different voices that you're doing. It's just, it's an yeah. old gag, but uh, it's a, it's a goodie. Uh, I didn't you know. think it would look as nightmarish as it does, <laughs> but I'm glad it's that only, you got, you got what I was going for. It's only when you look directly at the camera and we're getting both halves that yes. it's, it's crazy. But each time you go halvesies, yeah. then it's, it's magical. So. Totally. I'll be having nightmares. Thank you. <laughs> Speaking of All nightmares, right. uh, uh, here's the song we're going to listen to. <sighs> Get ready for I'm excited. I can't, I don't know what it's going to be. Me neither. <laughs> Great. Puts it on shuffle. <laughs> yeah, that's it. With unbearable sorrow to run where the brave dare not go. To right the unrightable wrong. To love. Nice. That's the Impossible Dream sung on the Fame TV show 
1984 featuring Lee Ving uh, singing The Impossible Dream. Philip, that's your favorite man right there. Lee Ving, who of course Lee Ving plays Mr. Mr. Body. So he's not like even a rock and roller. He's like some sort of jazz. Well, uh, from what I've discovered in searching, what I've discovered in searching for him is that he's all of the things. Here he is. I'm going to show them. He's in a tank top. Of Uh, course he's in a tank top. He's basically in his outfit from Clue. (laughs) But all black. What I discovered in, in his musical career is that he is in like, yeah, he's in like a crazy like funk punk band um as well as he was on this fame tv show where he sang dream the impossible dream what was the punk band called it's like the dead or something yeah i just had it and then i it's like fang uh yeah it's something like hardcore was it british um fear fear which Sounds was lame. a hard, uh, LA-based hardcore punk band. And I, I was looking to play that, but then I discovered The Impossible Dream, and I thought his tender, sweet voice might win you, Philip. It, it uh, did not. I mean, his, <laughs> his tank top almost did, because I've been... It's been super hot here, and I've been rocking the tank tops. But yeah, uh, me too. no, his yeah. singing's boring. His acting's boring. Huge. He looks. He looks kind of like George Michael. No, dude. I think he, your mouth, Katie Long. George Michael is lo- a handsome man. I don't he looks think like he's the best handsome. friend from Doogie Howser. Oh, Vinny. That's what. I, yeah, that's what I think he looks like. <laughs> you know, do Wasn't he like old forty? I love that show. Yeah. NPH. I remember when I had some previous roommates who were watching that nonstop for like a year. We were. It was a, It was an entire winter break and we thought doing an instrumental version with doo-doots and uh, different. Yeah. We worked it out, yep. man. It sounds great. I came, I came home to that every night. I love it. <laughs> the first part was doot-doot-doot-doot and then one would go doo 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 it was so fun that song <laughs> like makes my heart so warm and there's no words to it i'm gonna i have to listen to it now because there's something about it it's just like oh it's so heartwarming i feel like watching doogie hauser made me and en- like end all of my journal or diary entries like with this like really like thoughtful deep question at the end, I'd be like signing off, but it would be instead of just being like, and that's what happened today, I'd be like, maybe I'm never meant to know. <laughs> Sometimes you learn. Yeah. Oh, well, totally. guys, we were cruising to be on time, but we with our oh, oh, houses no. and everything else, uh, we went uh, we went long. Good thing our right. fans love two hour podcasts. Yep. They got nothing else to do. What They're else are we doing? Like pandemic. Yeah. yeah. All right, you guys, great job. You did have a clue. We did it. All right, right. well, we'll let you know what we're doing next time, next time. Listen to y'all later. Bye. Bye. Bye.